the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Last week, the calling of Nathaniel taught us that Jesus knows us better than we even know ourselves. Since Jesus knows us, his God knows us, we are open up to the reality of his sonship and his abundant life. Remember, when Jesus saw Nathaniel, or looks at Nathaniel, or any one of us, it's straight into the heart to show that life will be filled with greater things. Only as we follow Jesus. Now Jesus acts in a very similar way today. He's the one who's still active. He's walking, he's proclaiming, he's seeing, and he's calling. And Simon, Andrew, James, and John are the receivers of Christ's action. The thing is, though, is that as objects of Jesus' action, they soon become subjects of action. For at the very last verse, they left their nets and followed Jesus. Now the gospel writer, Mark, is making a point here. Authentic human identity. Yourself as a subject is only found in discipleship to Jesus. That is, following Jesus. Another way to say it is, you are who you are supposed to be when you sit at the feet of Jesus. Now, if anyone has ever spent any time in the church, you've probably heard this story before, the calling of disciples. But what many of us don't realize is that what Jesus did today is so very different than when other rabbis would call disciples. Because any rabbi who was worth anything wouldn't call any disciples. Disciples came to them, and then they would choose. On top of that, rabbis who had disciples would only have them until those disciples became rabbis themselves. But when Jesus sees these four men and says, follow me, he's issuing a call that first is a surprise, and second, it's absolute. Jesus promises that they will become different they will have a new way of being where there is no graduation. Today's call is an urgent and uncompromising invitation to break with business as usual. It's caused me to, to uh, think of Moneyball, the movie, starring Brad Pitt. Some of you guys maybe have seen it. I know it just came out on DVD, so you can check it out after this morning. But it's the story of the 2002 Oakland Athletics. For those who don't know that, that's the Major League Baseball team. That was led by a leader who did break with business as usual. The general manager, Billy Bean, decided to choose players differently. And he saw something inside these players that they themselves 
didn't even see. What happened is he took a bunch of quote-unquote misfit players, ones that no other general manager considered that important, and he changed the way Major League Baseball was done and became one of the most successful teams that year. Of course, th there are many differences between Billy Bean and Jesus. I want to make sure you know that at, at the outset. But the most fundamental difference is that Jesus in the Gospel of Mark never wonders if this is going to work. He knows it will work. Now, I cite Moneyball because I think most of us don't realize how first century rabbinic schools worked. There was three stages. The first stage, every child participated in. They would go to the local synagogue, be taught, and then the best of that class would go on to the second stage. And then the best of the best of the second stage would go on to the third stage, and then at the end of the third stage, that is when someone could actually follow a rabbi. The rest, though, would return home. They would go back home and take up the family business, like fishing. This is exactly where Simon, Andrew, James, and John are. They are second and third stringers. These are men that no rabbi wanted because they weren't the best and they obviously were not the best of the best. But this doesn't stop Jesus this morning. It doesn't stop Jesus from calling them to participate in his way because the criterion is entirely different. It is Jesus' discernment of them. It's his looking. It's his prophetic vision of what they will become under the impact of his presence that makes the disciple who he is supposed to be. As Jesus proclaims, sees, and calls these four people, he's drawing them into God's kingdom. And he's changing them according to his purpose. Like he says, I will make you become fishers of men. So both Jesus' knowledge and purpose is the good news. For when Jesus picks the second and third string, he subsequently will change the course of human history. He will change the world. Changing the course of human history with second and third stringers obviously can only be done by God. So to keep things in perspective, Jesus doesn't call us to follow him because we deserve it, because we are the best of the best, or because he needs us. Rather, he calls us to follow him because he wants us. He desires us to be in relationship with him. Now the thing is, though, Jesus wouldn't call you, though, if he thought things wouldn't get done. 
which is a great thing to know. Rather, he calls you precisely because he will use you to change the world. Once you are the receiver of his action, once you are the object of his seeing, his calling, you are transformed. You become the subject of his actions by participating in his kingdom. Jesus is still the active one, but it's your mouth, your hands, and your feet that he is using to walk, to proclaim, to see, and call. See, it's, it's God's faithfulness that makes the difference. He is faithful to what he promises. So Jesus sees you and knows you, and he is confident that he can deliver on what he says. He is confident that he will make you become the people he believes you all should be. The kind of people of action that are that is actually formed by our rabbi. To know what he knows so that we can do what he does, so that we can be what he is. Fishers of men. He calls us because he knows that we will be the kind of people of action who actually reveal the kingdom of God. Reveal it that it's actually here. It's at hand. In goodness and beauty, truth, justice, community, and mercy. Jesus gives the job to the twelve disciples and it actually gets great thing is, is there is more than 12 here this morning. So there's no end to what sitting at the feet of our rabbi will do to this world. He's given you a spot. He's given you a spot in his work. So this morning, let us rejoice in the fact that we are following this kind of rabbi relish in the fact that he will do what he promises to do. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.